Welcome to the Child Care Bar and Grill Podcast. Jeff Johnson here, Nicole Halton over there. Only about 14,000 miles between us, but hey, upstairs I don't actually studio, know how far that 14,000 miles is. Upstairs it's studios like, is how a many big kilometers? Place. Um, what is that? <laughs> um, like 26,000 something, maybe? Right. So I'll, I'll look it up next time. You start, <laughs> next time you start talking for a while, I'll, I'll look it up. Um, so Nicole, we're going to get into a, a, an interesting book that you, uh, you came across and, and talk about some things that are in there, but I gotta, I gotta tell a story. I've been, I've been out walking the hounds. I don't, I, I don't think it was, maybe it was you. Um, anyway, on an episode previous to this one, I mentioned that me and the hounds had been out and we, there was like a, a, uh, a deer that was, that had been killed, roadkill that yes. was kind of the side of the road. Was that with you? Well, I don't know. We were talking about the hounds actually finding a foot, I think. Did they find a foot? Like a oh, rabbit that, Yeah, foot that was a rabbit didn't foot. They? But yeah, yeah this but was, no, this was like a, a whole mama, a, a doe alongside the road that had been hit. And, and one day uh, she's just laying there. And the next day she's all all swelled up and, and bloated. Mm. And then a couple of days later, she's hauled away by whoever comes and picks up dead things along the road. Um, and so there's more to the story, maybe. Uh, a couple days ago, I noticed within, I don't know, 50 yards of where she was, there's been this, this fawn hanging out in, in kind of this meadowy area. And I haven't yet seen the mom. And so I'm thinking that it's, it's this orphan fawn that is, that is living, living on her own here along, along the busy roadway in this little meadow area. Cause for, for like six days in a row now, me and the dogs have seen her and she, I mean, she'll like lay there and won't even get up when we come by. Um, and, um, and, and so the poor little orphan, I, I thought about trying to adopt her and, and, uh, and <laughs> just her in with the her, dogs, sneaking her home um, with some some deer treats, but I didn't. I don't have any deer treats, and and so I'm going to keep an eye on her and, and hope she's okay. I mean, it's been a month now since Mama died, so Aww. maybe this one she's mama, doing okay. She appears to be, and maybe this one's Mama is hid real good, but the the mamas aren't usually very very far away from the little ones. Um, so. Yeah. I've been very concerned. Um, so that doesn't have anything to do with anything. Let's get into this book. It's called Kids Speak by June Factor. I think that's a real name. Oh, I'm not sure. That's it's, a pretty cool name, though. June it Factor. Is. That's a cool name. It is. And so you sent me you sent me a, a cover shot. It's a uh, Kids Speak, a dictionary of, of Australia children's words, expressions, and games. And you said yes. there's some some real good stuff in here that you don't think you could say in the podcast so let's get into that first there is so much stuff in here that I could not say so to give to, to give context I well to give context I just turned it over and this book actually originally sold for $43.95 that's Australian dollars oh. so that's a pretty pricey book yeah yeah um it's not a very old book although it kind of looks it um I found it on our bookshelf now, that sounds like how does a book just appear on our bookshelf? Um, we got given some books by a grandparent, I believe, uh, a whole bunch of books, and my 11-year-old loves nonfiction books. Luckily, I vetted this one before he's actually read it because I don't know that I want him to read it, not for a while. Um, so it was published in the year 2000, so it's 21 years old, so 
I'm not super old. Um, it kind of introduces the book and it's basically set up like a dictionary. Um, but it's set up as a dictionary with, and it says how kids speak works. So each entry in the dictionary starts with a head word, which may be a single word, two or three linked words, a phrase, or the name of a game. So it's got like names, mostly it's slang, like Australian slang um, and language that we use. Um, but then there is also some games that apparently we play here in Australia, some of which I have never heard of. <laughs> And let me just have a look at the first one. So I highlighted a couple that I were safe to safe to mention. So I can quiz you on them. We'll see if you know them. Okay. Do do you know what a bludger is? A bludger. That sounds like something you'd whack somebody on the head with if uh, if they were getting out of line. I whacked him with a bludger. Um, I think that's where the word bludgeoning comes from. Incorrect. Mm. So a bludger, and this is actually one that we use a lot, um, a bludger is someone who's lazy or doesn't work much. So you can actually say that someone's, you know, it, it, there's multiple terminology, but you could say someone's bludging. Oh, uh, you lazy okay. bludger. Yes. Yeah. So you can call someone a bludger. bludger. But, well, you don't really need to say lazy because it's like you. Oh, yeah. That'd you're, be like you're, you're a lazy, lazy. lazy. <laughs> yeah. So that's a bludger uh, or to bludge. Um, so you could say, it, and you can use it as like in multiple uh, ways. So you could say, I was having a bludge. So it's doing very little work. You know, it might be that a subject at school is a bludge. That's a bludge subject. It just means you don't really have to do much. Um, so yeah, bludger, uh, boardies. What? Boardies. B o a r. No, b o a r d i e s. Boardies. Boardies. Um, that's got to be your your the shorts that you wear when you ride your skateboard. I put on my boardies. I put on my boardies and went for a ride. Oh no, so I saw surfboard. Yes. Yes. Um, so typically they are surf, well, surfing, swimming shorts, uh, board shorts. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm kind of landlocked here. So, uh, well, no, no boardies there, but if, but, and, and this is where it does come back to children. It is such a terminology you would hear a child say like, so that, that was still in use. Yeah. Oh, well, truly. So bludger is still in use. Boardies are still in use. Definitely both still in use. Let me see. I'm just opening up to my next page. I've been surrounded by children. Like there's children on all sides. You, you poor woman. I am. Um. <laughs> throw, throw some, throw some, uh, uh, what, what a kid's, throw, throw some Tim Tams out into uh, the yard. And... Yes. I'm not that. Typical Aussie stuff. Tim Tams. Um, Nicole is mothering for a moment. Uh, <laughs> listeners, uh, I was Tim, mothering while muted. <laughs> Tim, Tim Tams are, are an Australia cookie I became addicted to on my trips to Australia. I looked for some on Amazon the other day, uh, and uh, they're they're like uh, three packages for 40 some bucks American, Nicole. Um, you are joking. No, I'm not. 
they're about they're about oh when they're on sale they're about two dollars two dollars fifty here yeah (laughs) yeah so uh yeah wow um okay i'm back i've i've mothered i'm good sorry about that (laughs) the joys of homeschooling during a lockdown um oh what did i oh here we go now this is one and i think i might have actually mentioned it when we did a session a while back maybe with Heather Burnt Santi, I think um, and we were talking about or it could have been with Tamar but we we're talking about children and I think the American terminology might be tattling uh-huh. yeah the Australian version is dobbing 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 or you could be a dobber so if you're a dobber you're someone who goes and runs to the teacher and you know tells them about the things that you just did The, the, the you damn dauber yes that is uh, exactly it pam or, da- pam dauber the actress who uh played mindy on uh, mork and mindy with robin williams uh uh robin williams comedian that we had here in the united states until he uh he passed away um probably haven't heard of him but it's a good show. just a little nah. he fits in really well with the other podcast episode we just recorded on accents oh yeah yeah I've, I've, I've done many hours of uh of uh, impersonation of robin williams in my life too <laughs> um there's uh, then there's other like just little phrases like dream on what would that be some dream on dream on yeah that's like uh a song lyric isn't it no. It's like you're being not realistic. You're being very yeah. unrealistic, and you'll say to someone, "Dream on." So now, tell me, say, t- tell me something. that's in this book that you say that you can't. You you think you can't. Oh, you can't say. Okay, wait. Um, there's so many of them. They're really bad. Who is this? Was um, this book written for children? I look. I really. I hope not, um, because there is a lot of there is a lot of uh, sexual innuendo. In this book, um, there is a lot, a lot of really inappropriate te- uh, terminology, which I tried to. I so tried to the author trying to the author trying to write a, a dictionary so adults could understand their own children. I feel like that might have been it. You know how now there's like, um, you know, there's all the, the online shorthand. So uh, yesterday, one of my ch- children went to write something, and it. Oh, she was trying to write Ty and she's six. So she'd written T-I-Y or something. And then she looked at it and she went, that's not right. And her 11-year-old brother goes, how did you write it? How did you spell it? And I said, oh, it doesn't matter. And he, I said, she's fixing it. And he said, did she spell it T-Y? Because that's like a thing. That's an abbreviation. It means like, thank you. And I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> but it's like there's this whole language of abbreviated internet speak now, some of which I know and some of which you become there comes a point where you're not cool enough now to know the terminology well yeah i mean it, we we very quickly become culturally illiterate and and so yes. it sounds like what that book is 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 doing i mean this is 20 years ago when the internet was still a yeah was still a baby was trying to uh codify some of that uh that slang language and and stuff that uh that the kids of the day were we're using, and of course, if we're talking about uh, about human children, um, there is there is sexual innuendo in there because that's something. So again, it's a bright, shiny object that there's there's a lot of interest in, and there's curiosity. So of course, there's going to be 
language around it um, that that we we adults might not feel comfortable with, but the kids are totally using it. And and if you think the kids aren't, um, and probably at younger ages than than you would like, um, you're probably just not not really paying attention or or yeah. listening close enough because it's probably going on. Yeah, absolutely. And I think. I, I do think that was the intention of this book was it was kind of like someone hid in a high school bathroom and like eavesdropping <laughs> on all the all the things that might have been said um and then wrote them all down um and yeah it's look the more I read the more I went oh wow some of them I had absolutely no idea existed um others yeah others I kind of went oh, yep I've heard of that one um and some of them as I was reading them I'm like look maybe that's a you know maybe other people in other countries have those same terminologies but a lot of them are very very Australian very Australian <laughs> <laughs> very Australian um you can call someone a yobbo a yabo. That, that's somebody who likes Yabo. Um, that's somebody that likes to um, yab a lot. <laughs> uh, no. Um, so here it does actually come. This one has some history to it. This one actually comes from the, t- the word yob, which is boy spelt backwards. Um, and in 19th century Britain, yob meant a rough youth or a lout. And so being Australia, we turn everything into, we don't short, we either shorten things or we lengthen things. Um, so yob has gone to yobbo. Um, and it actually means someone with a stereotypical Australian working class male style. And uh, <laughs> the further description says, a wearer of checked shirts who admires Barnsey. Now there's a trick for you. Do you know Barnsey? Bond, um, that must be one of your grunge rock bands. <laughs> Barnsey was a singer, Jimmy Barnes. He was in a, a rock band called Chisel back in the 80s. Um, no, but yes. Be, be, beyond, very, uh, very Australian. Beyond uh, ACDC, my, uh, my Australian musician knowledge is very very spotty and Olivia Look, that's Newton-John a, that's a great place to start Olivia ACDC Newton-John oh, I mean if you got start. ACDC and Olivia Newton-John that's uh <laughs> you've got something that's, that's a, you um, got a whole range in there what about if you're stuffed you're stuffed that means you're full you you just ate a lot of you ate a lot of uh, of Tim Tams no it well it does sort of technically but it also just means I'm tired like I'm done I'm stuffed like I've uh, just run a marathon Oh, and now see, I'm stuffed. See here, it's food related. I mean, that's <laughs> no. I mean, it, it is. But it can also be that uh, something's wrecked too. Like the pen is stuffed. Oh, like not oh, man, the, this pen's stuffed. That means, and you, you actually will hear kids say stuff like that sometimes too. I can still remember um, Tasha's little one, Oscar, when he was like, I don't know, he might have been about two, and he had this lawnmower like a toy lawnmower in the backyard and she was watching him and she said he ran into something with it maybe it was her eldest actually it's going back a long time he ran into something with it and I can't remember if he said oh shit or oh something like it was something that was just exactly in the way that you would use it as an adult you know like it, it, it was perfectly in context and I think that's what as I was reading through this I'm like man some of these are so disturbing 
But then I'm like, oh, no, I've said that one. Oh, and I've said that one too. But it's just that it's in a different context to when you're reading it in one whole A to Z book. And and so why do we as adults get so bent out of whack when kids use the language of their culture of their community um i mean i mean you got how many times has there been an experience where a caregiver has had a kid use a a word shit or fuck or whatever during the day and then they they talk to the parent about it because they've got a tattle on the kid um and the parent's like well we never um, we never say that, that. <laughs> like like the kid learned at a preschool because the teachers are always always walking around using that kind of language in in the preschool well i mean <laughs> some of some of them maybe but maybe. but uh of, of course kids are going to be exposed to that that language um and, and it's no surprise then when they do pick it up and i mean you know it's it's a, one of those ongoing jokes that you know you can try to get your child to say something you know when they're learning to talk it'd be like you know say mom say mom say mom then they say shit and you go oh bloody hell why did they say that like of all the things but you know I can remember we were I don't know if we were in the car or something when our youngest was about I don't know 18 months old or something and something happened I don't know if we hit the brakes or whatever and she's gone oh for fuck's sake and I'm like oh man that's me (laughs) and I was just like and I think my husband actually looked at me like that's you it really was (laughs) But we do, we get really bent out of shape, you know, about some of the terminology. And I think that's why children, and reading through this now, I'm like, look, this book's, you know, what did I say, 21 years old. Some of this terminology will be dated and no one will use it now. But, you know, maybe going back 21 years, I, I don't know, some of it might have been. Um, but I think it evolves, like the terminology that children use for, you know, particularly for things that are, con- are considered you know, maybe offensive or crass or whatever, I think it evolves out of necessity because they're told not to say it and don't use that word. And so it goes back to like that secret language of internet speak, you know, this is what these abbreviations mean because they think, well, the adults don't know what that means. So they evolve it into something else. Yeah. Yeah. They, 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 I mean, it's the culture of childhood. They, they build their, they build their own language, their own terminology because they want to be, they want to be set apart. It's a, it's uh it's terms of art. And I mean, all professions have it um, in, in early learning, we've got worksheets and craptivities. There's, and and, and not everybody in you in early learning uses uh, glurpies uh, that, 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 you don't know glurpies what the heck's a glurpie glurpies glurpies um it's it's like glitter herpes um it's that last little bit of glitter that you can't get clear cleared up yes Um, fair enough (laughs) and so those are all those are all terms of art and and so we we as cultures whether it's a a broad culture as a whole or or the the culture of a classroom or the culture of a group of friends will will invent words and language and 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 expressions that that are are meaningful just to them because that's that's part of that that's what sets them apart and also bonds them together right um yeah I, I was thinking about this. Um, the the first time I clearly remember hearing the phrase "son of a bitch" was 
that same summer I mentioned in the last episode we did together where I, where I spent the summer with my grandparents, I was hanging around with my grandfather and he was working on, uh, on changing a tire on a tractor and it involved, uh, uh, some, some use of a sledgehammer and, um, he, he, he whacked himself. Ow. Um, and, and it hurt <laughs> and he, he let it out, but he said it with such enthusiasm that it became important to me. Now, if he would have mumbled it or said it in his regular speaking voice, I probably wouldn't have paid attention. But yeah. but that's how kids pick up on this this inappropriate language. It's because they hear it with such energy and such passion that it becomes yeah. something that that their little brains turn to and pay attention to. And 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 so he does this, and then he he uh, kind of bites his lip for a moment. And then he says, uh, "You you you really don't need to." need to repeat that or, or tell your grandma about it. And of course we go in for, uh, for, for dinner and I tattle on him because, um, because of course that's what I do. And, and so, uh, he's like, uh, like that's something you, you, you only say with you when you hit yourself with a hammer because it makes it feel better quicker. And I'm like, okay, gotcha. Um, and then we'll I'll remember that. Jeff will say that. <laughs> and, and I, I was trying to look while I was, while you were talking about um, for some of the worst ones that I found, but look, there's nothing that I can really say on air. Um, as chuck a lefty, that's not a bad one, but chuck a lefty, chuck a lefty, oh. just means turn right up ahead. Oh, okay, yeah, that's not bad at yep. all. Come on, I that's want a just bad a very one. no, that's not a bad one. Oh, I want a bad one. I know you do. I should have actually like left a bad one highlighted but I was like oh no I can't say that oh no I probably couldn't say that one either um oh my gosh I really want to read this book now yeah um, this book has probably been banned in Australia it might have been I don't know it was actually so June Factor who wrote it is a graduate of the University of Melbourne and the University of London well a well-known and highly respected researcher social historian and writer with a special interest in children's folklore and language. Well, I, and she's I, the author of some children's books. I love this because, I mean, kids do play with language. And it's, again, like we talked about last time we were together, we were talking about kids using accents. This kind of language, this kind of uh, uh, group speak or, or inner language that, that kids build together is absolutely a, a form of play. They play with, they yeah. play with words. They invent words. Um, and, and it's, it's really important and it's how they set themselves apart. And I, I think we know we, we, it's, it's easy to think of like teenagers or, or high schoolers doing this kind of thing, but it starts, it starts a lot younger than that. And it's, it's, it's part of language it development. Yeah, it does. It starts earlier and it, it's just, I think that the, um, the words that are used early on are probably not quite as graphic maybe yeah so, you know, yeah, like, maybe what, what made it they, into that book um yeah and, and I, I love the idea that she uh she went and uh and collected this kind of stuff because like you say the 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 language kids use evolves so fast yeah. that uh that 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 stuff is going to change or, or be lost and so it's kind of a a snapshot of the the early 21st century so that's kind of cool absolutely absolutely so no i'm gonna have to find you some of the best ones and send them to you Cool. I've also got, I've also got children around, so well, yeah, it's, um, yeah. 
I understand. <laughs> hey, to, to, to wrap this one up, I want to, I want to do a little, a little bit of a tease here. Um, I noticed, you know, I'm an old fogey and everything. And a lot of my references are based on, on television shows and music and life from the seventies and eighties. And so one thing we're going to be trying here on the uh, podcast coming up is uh, my buddy, uh, Brett Schneider, who is, who's been a couple episodes before Brett is fun um, and also young. And what we're going to do is we're going to have Brett bring in bits of culture that she figures Jeff is totally unaware of and educate me on them. Um, Excellent. and I think this is going to be good for some of our, our listeners, too, because uh, there's there's a lot of generations that listen to this show. And, and there are some old fogies like me that listen. And then there's some some young people as well. And so I think it's going to be a, a fun way to uh, to weave together those those intergenerational uh, listeners, because some are going to be like, you don't know what that is. And some are going to be like, oh, what's she talking about? Um, so that's going to be a, a fun thing. Nice. So we're, going to, we're going to do an episode like that every month or so with with Brett from uh, from the new Hampshire. Uh, any final thoughts on this one before we wrap it up, Nicole? No, just if you're looking for a probably highly offensive list of things you could call people in the Australian vernacular, then I have it. Hey, no, there we go. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure how widely it was distributed. I'm not sure, you know, especially at that high price point. I don't know, but it's, yeah, it's definitely an interesting one. So you, I have you, it. Anybody need any offensive, uh, uh, child speak from uh, the early 21st century go to inspiredec.com uh click contact us and write nicole an email and she'll she'll look in the book and she'll send something back to you this has been the child care bar and grill back soon with another episode thanks for listening bye-bye bye This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Oh.